With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Prophet Bob. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Marie. Glory to God. I didn't um, get much of today's teaching, but what I got was um, very encouraging. Thank you for the word, man of God. You're uh, welcome. Thank you for the reminder, because sometimes we forget, you know. Sometimes we forget that we make um, we make a pledge. And um, it's good. It's good to be reminded that when we make a pledge, we need to uh, fulfill it. Pastor, when I read in Deuteronomy, the 23rd chapter, that it's a sin when you make a vow and you don't keep the vow or the promise, it's a sin against God. And I had to repent before I brought it to the people. Amen. Amen. You know what I mean? Because I'm just as guilty as the next person. Amen. But I didn't know until I read it in Deuteronomy, the 23rd chapter, that it was a sin against God. So I thank you that, you know, even though you didn't get to hear everything, because you were on your job. Yeah, yeah. Glad you came. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen, amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study. This is Sister Lashana. I'm going to play a song so we can, you know, give everybody time to get here. Amen? Amen. And I want to share a little song with you that the Lord gave to me while hiking one day. And uh, Dr. Kenny is going to help me do this thing.
We can be drawn by the Spirit of God to be on the call. So you're going to have who you want here tonight. Somebody might be in pain tonight. Somebody, Father, might need delivered from something. Somebody might just wanted to come to see who was going to be on the call. But if that's the case, arrest them tonight by the Holy Spirit so they will stay on the call and hear what this mighty woman of God is about to preach later. Yes, Lord. She is powerful, Father. Goes very deep into the spirit realm and snatches out that word with new revelation in mind. Ooh, hey. Thank you, Lord. And so, Father, tonight, I know you're on the call. I know you're here. I can feel your presence. Thank you, Lord. Do what you do best. Touch every member of Simple Words Ministry and even the guests that are here tonight and that are coming. Touch them. Open up the ear gates where we hear what the Lord and the Holy Spirit is going to say to us tonight. Yes, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, deliver and set your people free tonight. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We are grateful that you are in the presence of your people tonight. And we are grateful we're in the presence of the Lord tonight. So, Father, sit back. Speak through the woman of God. And bless your people tonight. And for that, Father, we are grateful. We love on you tonight. We give you glory, honor, and praise because you permitted us to be here tonight. And for that, we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 And amen. Good evening once again. This is the Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. So I'm going to say one more time, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Ms. Lashana. Good evening. Well, before we get started with praise and testimonies, if you're on Facebook, I have posted this. Uh, I'm trying to get a head count for Florida this year. We're planning. So if you plan to attend our um Civil Wars Ministry uh, celebration in Florida this year. Please click the boxes on, please answer the poll on our Facebook pages. Uh, I really, we're trying, I want to get a head count so we can get started with everything. Amen? Amen. 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 I will be there. I know, I, oh, I know I'm going to be there. I need to go ahead and put my vacation, I put my, I think last year I put my vacation in a couple of months in the house, uh-uh, I'm just blocking off this time so y'all can ask me what I'm doing. Mm-mm, ain't going to happen. So um, I want to plan. We're trying to get a head count for this year so we can plan and make things. Uh, last year was awesome. I mean, that was our first one, and we were, I mean, like I said, it was like a family reunion. So I, I was like, 
It was just so awesome. So Amen. this year we want to make sure we have more people, um, more people who wanted to come. I mean, because I know last time, I know we had we did like in two months and got everything together. This time we we're getting it way ahead of time. So if you are in the in if you're uh, in Canada, other countries, and you're needing travel visas such we want to give everybody time everybody time to get those documents or if you need help let us know so we can maybe help somebody through the process because I know it's a little bit different in the United States we have passports and depending where you're going an expedited passport will cost you 300 bucks so and an expedited meeting is getting to you within a month in a, a time for your trip so keep that in mind. If you're not on Facebook or but you have Pastor Marie's email, just email her and we can add it to the account. Uh, we can add it to the account so we have somewhat of a head count this year because I want we want to get rooms booked, hotel accommodations finalized. We kind of want to get this done so we can set up where everybody has plenty of time to get there. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, um, I want to open up the line for praise and testimonies, but I kind of want to go first because I have been having an awesome week. Um, so I, and then I'm going to open up the line. Uh, I am just thanking God for every, um, I am thanking God for every move that he has done for me. Uh, my mom, she's getting stronger every single day. Amen. And Today she's getting moved one state one grade up to inpatient rehab. So glory to I, God. Thank you. So I mean, like let's keep praying that everything. I mean, she had setbacks. She not only had a stroke, everyone. She had a seizure behind the stroke, and after the seizure, they thought she was going to have pneumonia. After that, for aspiration pneumonia. After that, then uh, she had a she had a UTI. And then they thought she had another infection, but thank God. I mean, she is doing so much better. So right now, um, like I said, just keep us lifted up in prayer. I am blessed. God, during this process, I, I have to say I grew up because, and, you know, sometimes we have to look at our maturity in many ways. Every opportunity that God gives us in every storm is a way we can mature in the Lord. Amen. So. We have to take every time. Sometimes, and you know, I ain't the one to be in the storm. I'm ready to buy in the storm. I'm ready to. I, and sometimes y'all hear my prayers. I want wounds healed. I want everything healed because I want to the quicker everything get healed, the quicker we can move on from this. Because you know, I I'm, I ain't trying to have any more gray hairs. That's usually me. But what I realized that God used these times to grow us up. That's right. He used these times to perfect our faith. Amen. And to perfect our spirit. We'll never know what we have in us until we actually use it. So um, I hope this is something to be encouraged about, no matter what storm, because trust me, I am still, you know, to me, I've had a peace ever since I've been through this. This is the first time I'm not like, you know, I I may have my moments, but they're just a moment. They're not lingering. And during this time, it's been a time where it grew me up. Mm-hmm. So I have to thank God for that. Sometimes we have to thank for what the storm does, what it brings maturity, what it brings things about. 
I've learned new ways to pray. I've learned new things to pray about. Sometimes in my prayers, I know everybody hears me like, okay, what's he praying about now? But as I study and as I go forth, I learn new ways and new things that could be to pray and how to pray. Um, it's made me develop a prayer closet, I tell you that much. If nothing else, it really, you know, it teaches us how to be consistent. Sometimes our storms teach us how to be consistent. But the thing we have to take away um, with our experience is not to just have an experience. Um, we have to evaluate our experiences as we go through. If we evaluate them, then we want when the next time it comes, we already learn the lesson, and, got, and we also learn the ability that God given us, and we also gain strength. Because those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You should, and y'all know this. Um, but I have to say, I am just thankful. You know, I'm blessed. Amen. And so, I can say, people that I never thought, people, new people I've met through this process, um, I'm blessed. Amen. So, that's my testimony. I have to give them praise. Amen. So, I'm a little somber when I say this stuff, but, you know, it's kind of like you have to give them praise. Right. Um, don't let your storm, don't let, don't, you know, we sometimes we cry foul and victim to the storm, but sometimes the storm is really our friend, and that's the hardest thing to say. And mm-hmm. Let God do the work in you. And it's through every situation, as I wrap up, through every situation, evaluate it. Not just go through it and have the experience, and then you go through it again four years later, and you haven't learned, you've learned a lesson, say, I know better, I must do better, but in real honesty, evaluate your situation. Now, don't, just don't learn the lesson. Just learn the ability how to do it better the next time. That's it. So I am going to open up the line for praise and testimonies. Amen? Amen. The line is now open for praise and testimonies. I want to thank the Lord for today. I had a an opportunity to go to the barber shop that I go to. And there was about three or four guys in there. And I got a haircut. And I didn't have the money to pay for the haircut. But the guy that I know, the barber, known him ever since we were little. He saw Bob, don't worry about it. When you get paid on payday, you can come back here and pay me. But I had the opportunity to talk to the four people in there about Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I got an opportunity to talk to a young man that's going to make a trip to Tennessee and go down there and work for one of his friends. And so I had an opportunity to tell him about the Lord. And then I told him I, I decreed over him that he would be prosperous and have great success in all that he wants to do. And he thanked me for that. But it was nice to go to the barber shop, you know, and and usually when you go in there, they're usually swearing or talking dirty and stuff. But boy, I love it when the Lord was there and they did not swear or cuss or anything like that. And I had that opportunity to be there for about a half an hour. 
to share the gospel with four people. God bless you all. Amen. 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 It's now open uh, for praise and testimonies. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, good night. Okay. This, this is Sister Andrew. The last time God has served out the service in this snowstorm. But uh, but I miss that. I thank God um, for my life. I thank God for my salvation. I, I, I thank God that in spite of all that and all the situations, and the, you know, there are times you feel like you're in an uncomfortable situation or place. I thank God that my light is shining throughout all the all of that. And why I say that is because um, at my job I love to to play my gospel music. I love to listen to go back to talk show, and there are times I have it really loud. And sometimes my employer daughter will say, "I love your music, but could you please turn it down? I mean, put in the earpiece because I'm doing something." And you know, today I was playing the uh, the song that um the kid and the pastor used one of the songs that she played last night. Why, why I want to, why you keep running away, something like that, that song, passing that last song. And honestly, when I hear my daughter, my um, employee daughter say to me, she said, oh, Andrea, but that doesn't sound like a Jesus song. I mean, you know, I, I had to explain to her that, say, yes, but because it's like in a reggae, it's a reggae motion. But the fact that is, she takes, I mean, you may, you may not see. It's attention. Yeah. And I, I, I look at it, I take it as a big thing. Because, I mean, they're not, they're not going to sit down and they may be busy doing what they're doing, but they are watching and they're paying attention. So I thank God that, you know, that I pray that, no, I pray that God will continue to help me to do the right thing, you know, that I, I can make a difference. And, you know, you, you, may, you may never know. You may never know. Because, you know, there are times when God puts you into places and there always been a reason, but you may not see it. But I pray that you know that I will be a light, my light, and not only to shine, but I, I hope that you make a difference in them. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 The line is now open for a testimony and praise for it. Oh yes, I remember another praise one. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember again. <laughs> um, you know, one day I was at work. I mean, at work because I work on weekends. And again, I was playing my music. And uh, I was playing it loud. And then my my employer's husband came to me and said, whose music is that? Turn it down. And honestly, I talked back to him and said, it's my music because I cannot, get, I cannot get to go to church. So this is how I'm entertaining myself by listening to my music. And then, you know, honestly, he came back in the day and he rubbed, he rubbed me on the shoulder and he said, Andrea, I don't want you to get upset with me, but because I was doing something and it was a little bit loud. I mean, but even that, even that, I mean, he apologized, although it's his house, because I, I, I was annoyed because I was saying that I cannot get to go to church. And here I am trying to entertain myself. You're going to tell me to turn down my music. But although I, I'm glad he come and apologized because I mean, I mean you have to show respect too. But I think that you know I wanted to to have have my have my my time with God too. 
I give God thanks still in everything that, you know, he came back and apologized. I said not to get mad at him. That was my wow. Yes, it's the truth. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Um, also, you know, it's just the way I, I have to say God is blessing each and every one of us. You know, yeah. we, we'll be surprised how we how we can reach people. And it's not yeah. necessarily about, it's not, pre, you know, I'm all about, you know, we have, all, I'm all about reaching people with your actions. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you in a moment. I'd rather you see me be a Christian than me, than you ask. I'd rather for you to see me be a Christian than you can ask me if I'm one. That's right. And I'm learning that because mm-hmm. I know growing up how certain things would go. And we all had those, when I was growing up, I saw this person do this, this person do that, whatever. But for me, it's like I'm learning. I want people to see I'm a Christian or see am yeah. I doing something versus asking and see. It's through our ways. And it's not, it's, it's through, I always say it's always when no one is looking because yeah. you never think. You do things when no one is looking and somebody's actually maybe watching you because you may be the only Jesus they see. Yes, yes. That's so, true. Because normally what I, what I do on a daily basis, I'm not the person that yap yaps on the telephone. They know that it's, it's, my, it's just my gospel music or they, they, listen, they hear me playing, um, like listening to a, a preaching service. And sometimes even the, the, my, the, the wife would say, who is that? And I said, oh, that's my Pastor Marie from the product that I always listen to. So, so they, they pay attention. And and I really want to get to them. And I, oh, my, my prayer is that God would make, you know, make the way. But I think that's the way that he's doing it. Because they, they, really, they, they, they need salvation. Right. They need salvation. So I, I'm not ignoring the small the um the small signs I'm not ignoring them. Amen. Amen. You're not Amen. Ignoring them. Amen. Yeah. Um, also, just for a reminder, if you are in the Flint, Michigan area and you are having and you have are part of the water crisis that we're seeing across um media and Facebook, please inbox Pastor Marine or I so I have Amazon Prime, so I will get water to you. So if you are needing water or any support, let us know. If we can't get it, we will get you. If we cannot get it ourselves, we will leave you in the right way for resources. Uh, I know there are people on the East Coast. So, again, if you're needing something and you can't get right resources, drop us a line. Um, drop us a line so that we can make sure if you're okay because a part of this ministry, we try, you know, we are on, we are global. We're a global ministry. So if certain things come up or certain things happen or you're trying to get a hold of family members, please let us know so we can try to help you. We want to be your support. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, right now we're... Um, amen. Amen. Right now, Elder Jim Malcolm, we're going to let her have her way. Um, with tonight's lesson, again, I know we have been enjoying her. Amen. We praise Amen. Elder June Malcolm. We know that she has a word for us right now. So I ask everyone to prepare your hearts and your minds right now in the name of Jesus. 
Father God, let us pray. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I just want to repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Um, Father, you are our Father, our El Shaddai, your Elohim tonight, and we give you praise tonight. Father God, I ask you to go before us. Prepare our hearts, our minds. Um, give us focus on the lesson tonight, Father God. Clear out all the distractions, Father God. Father God, we want your glory to shine through this lesson, Father God. We want this lesson to be a healing word, a correcting word. Everything you want it to happen to become a part of the heart of the lesson tonight, Father God, because we're learning more about you each and every time. So, God, we thank you for the good food that you're providing for us. Oh, Father God, right now we bind up any distractions right now, anything that is not of you and not in agreement with heaven right now, we cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. We set our hearts on you. We set our minds on you. And most importantly, we set our eyes on you. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Elder June? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Elder. Oh, you can all hear me. <laughs> Glory to God. Sometimes, sometimes I cannot be heard. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. to be here tonight again. Hallelujah. I give God thanks for everyone that's on the line tonight. And I bless the Lord for being here with us. And trying to be obedient to the Spirit of God in me. I'm going to sing a verse of a song. Um, glory to God. Very boldly, I'm going to try to sing a verse of a song. Hear the blessed Savior calling thee a friend. Oh, he has delayed him. Come to me and rest. Come no longer tarry. I alone will
tonight I want to give special honor to Pastor Marie Chen. Glory to God. I just want to pronounce that the Lord will continue to bless her the more and the more. And we all agree, so therefore it is so. It has Amen. to be. Amen. Amen. And I agree. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, from tonight on, I um, I, I will be doing starting a transition. I'll be starting a transition from the current subtopic that we're in, what is man, to go over to the next um, subtopic in this series of lessons, like who is God. So we've been looking. We we started out under the, the general heading of the power of knowledge. And um, because the Bible says that if if God's children will not go where God's children, if we don't know his words, um, then we are scheduled for destruction. That's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. But uh, we're scheduled for destruction if we don't know his if we don't know his word. And I, I said all the time that there's some scriptures that uh, I just, mm, <laughs> and, and that's one of them. But I'm glad that God doesn't hide anything from us. He tells us plain straight, so we cannot, we, we cannot claim because of ignorance, um, because he had withheld anything from us. That's why we're in trouble, because he does talk plain straight and he does let us know. And since he caused us to know, then it's just for us to conduct ourselves accordingly. So tonight, um, as I said, we're going through, I'm starting a transition, that we have a smooth transition over from what is man to um, who is God. And and this series of this series of lessons under the power of knowledge will end there. It will end on who is God. So we started out by looking at um, who the enemy is, who is the adversary, who is the devil, who is Satan, and all of that stuff, and um, and all of that stuff. And then we um, went into what is man, which is where we're currently at, and. Um, and then we're going to end up as who is God. And, and what I wanted to note is, the, 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 in this segment, the question is, what is a man? But we're going to end up and saying who is God. So once we study who is God, um, you should also be able to answer the question, not only what is man, but who are you? Who are you specifically as an individual person? And um, once you're able to answer who you are as an individual person, what is man is just all race of mankind um, generally. Uh, every, every scripture that we had read to say what is man in, in, in this section, what is man, and the one that I will read tonight, what is man, and the what is man. Those scriptures apply equally to every single person that was ever born on the earth. Um, so we need to know that. We need to understand what is man as a, as a race, what is mankind. And then we need to go more in-depth. Once we have that settled, that's a, prerequis- that's a prerequisite knowledge to know who you are as an individual. In order to understand who you are as an individual, you have to know who God is. And um, once you know who God is, then everything that pertains to God um, defines you as an individual. 
And so you will um you will be able not only to say what is man, but you will be able to say who you are. Uh, armed with not knowledge, you are not slated for depression, nor schizophrenia, neither confusion in any way, shape or form. Um, such knowledge will keep you. No matter what might happen to you in your life, uh, you if you understand who you are in God, you can never lose your mind. You can never lose your heart in any way, shape, or form because you'll be so armed with 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 the power of knowledge that you will just know how to slice through and cut through and go through anything that might that might come upon you in life. Just like how Job was able to you'll be able to do the same thing. I, I, don't, I could say Jesus too, but I don't like using Jesus in these sort of analogies because people are always saying, oh, well, Jesus, you know, you are the son of God, so he doesn't qualify. <laughs> he does qualify, and tonight well, that's what this lesson is about. I'm going to show you how Jesus qualifies in comparison to anything you and I might go through on the earth. I'm going to venture to show you that when Jesus Christ walked on the earth as a man, he did not cheat. He, um, when I said cheat, I, I mean that the Father allowed him to experience in a very real way anything you and I might experience. Um, my, my, my mind, my natural mind, found that hard to, to, to grapple with. Because I know that Jesus wasn't born from Adam's um, lineage of fallen beings, so I knew that he was. I knew that Mary conceived by the Holy Ghost, so I, I found that hard to grapple with. So the the Holy Ghost, my teacher, my educator, um, he had to take me into the realm of the spirit for me to really understand how such a thing was possible. That Jesus was not born from Adam, yet he was able to feel everything that I feel as a person born from Adam, and also he was subjected to all the temptations and wiles of the enemy, and and um, the same way that I had I have to resist the enemy and 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 work through temptations. Jesus, as a man, had to do the same thing. Um, I can I don't get upset with people who cannot see Jesus as a hundred percent man. And I don't get upset with them either. They cannot see Jesus as a hundred percent God, um, because I have come to, to to understand and to realize from studying the this, this, this scriptures is that you cannot understand those things outside of the spirit, Jesus Christ. Uh, our natural mind cannot grasp um, such knowledge. That's what that's what David meant when he said, "Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I cannot attain unto it." And when David was examining his own self as to who he was and how he was made, he came to that conclusion. And he's right. Anyone who tries to understand mankind, um, even though we're members of the race and we're the highest, we're the highest of God's creation, if you try to understand mankind from the natural mind, you're going to come to the same conclusion. Um, such knowledge is too wonderful, means too high. I cannot attain unto it. So you have to now um, resort to the realm of the spirit. So that was why when I started this um, sector, I had I was mindful to tell you that you 
we're gonna we're gonna travel in the realm of the spirit um, at times in in this in this sector where we're talking about what is man, and that was why that was why I assigned you to one read all the scriptures in the Bible that you can find about being in Christ or by Christ or through Christ, because um, those scriptures would have um, awakened your spirit that you are ready to um, transcend the natural and to um, traverse through the spirit uh, to understand what was God's original intent and what God was trying to accomplish when he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and, 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 and started to do that. Um, you, 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 you do need to understand that it can work with that, and that's not natural knowledge, that's spiritual knowledge. So um, I gave a few weeks ago to read all those texts about um, being in Christ or... If you had read them, then you should be able to follow through um, this lesson. Um, you should be able to ask any question concerning what those scriptures um, entails. Um, well, nobody asked me any scriptures. Nobody asked me any question about the scriptures, but I imagine that you're all at the place to understand them. All you had asked Jesus your questions. Um, I was prepared to be asked any question. And to give answers for that, by the time we get to this stage tonight, um, we're still together. Like nobody, nobody gets lost in in any of what I, I the Holy Ghost might say to us tonight. So once we once once we we travel through this subtopic, what is man, and we finish we finish with the with the subtopic of who is God. Um, you should be able, and it, and it won't be, it won't be, I'm going to do a little disclaimer here, it won't be an exhaustive study. Um, nobody can finish the Word of God. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharp, the Bible says. Um, the Word of God is spirit and it is life. That means it is unending. It just keeps on going and going and going. Hallelujah, glory to God. Um, but when we when we finish with this study, you should be able, you should have enough ammunition or enough knowledge or or adequate ability to be able to readily answer anyone, no matter how they 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 propose the question, no matter how they form the question. You should, if you've been following through one of the lessons and going through in your quiet time, your closet time with the Holy Ghost. You should be able to answer anyone at all in any setting about the faith that is in you about Jesus Christ. You should also have a workable knowledge of the Bible's timeline from Genesis to Revelation. You should understand all doctrines in the Bible concerning the devil, man and God, and time and eternity. You should you should be able to at to start at any point and give uh, a a very understandable um, teaching and and doctrines concerning the devil, doctrines concerning man and God, or doc, doctrines concerning time and eternity. And you should also be able to rightly divide the word of truth. I'm, I'm repeating a scripture directly. That is a requirement. Of a, of a children of God to to be able to rightly divide the word of truth, um, having a strong ability to interpret scriptural texts, and 
the reason why that is um, so notable is because the Bible says that God does not accept nor allow anyone to change his word in any, in any sort of way. You're not allowed to add to it, and you're not allowed to take away from it. And the, the Bible says that no scripture of the Bible has any private interpretation. Because what God says to one, he says to all. So you cannot come teach me anything about the Bible and say, well, this is how it applies to me, but it doesn't apply to you, or that's how it applies to you, but it doesn't apply to me. The Bible, there's no private interpretation. The, the entire Bible, the entire word of God is for every person in the exact same way. So God is not partial. And, and and so God does not like when you add to his scriptures and he doesn't accept you taking away this great judgment um, and condemnation to anyone who does that. So we, we are required as children of God. Even if you're not a teacher or a preacher or a pastor, you are, as long as you're a child of God, you're a believer, you are required to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Rightly divide Rightly divide means that no false interpretation, no adding to, no taking away. Rightly divide means once you divide it, it's open up in the realm of life and breath, and somebody can hear what you're saying, and um, somebody can hear what you're saying, and um, and receive life from what you're saying. Okay, so that's my foundation for tonight's lesson. Um, glory to God, and I am going to begin by reading. I, we have quite a bit of reading tonight. You notice as I go on, I'm getting more and more readings, okay? I'm going to read um, Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going to read, no, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 2 first, and then I will read Hebrews chapter 4, and then I have about four more scriptures that we're going to read. But let me read Hebrews chapter 2 as the as foundation for tonight's lesson. Hallelujah, glory to God. We're not really certain who wrote the book of Hebrews. Um, most people give Paul credit for it. That's a good person to give credit for it because Paul, Paul the Apostle, um, he wrote just about the rest of the New Testament anyway, so it's okay. Since there's one book, we don't know who wrote it. We, we give him credit, and, and that's fine. Um, so in Hebrews chapter 2, I'm going to read the entire chapter. Um, Paul writes in such a way that it's kind of, um, it's not very wise to just pick out one verse out of anything what he says and read it because, because of how he writes. So I'm going to quickly read through the entire chapter, okay? So Hebrews chapter 2 will read as follows. Therefore, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testifies, saying, what is man 
that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them, meaning us, brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto, thy, unto my brethren in the midst of the church, will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him, and again, the old, I and the children, which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, and I wanted to know that verse, for as much then as the, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil whom we studied in the previous section, and delivered them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Glory to God. And that is the part that I said, my natural mind has problem grasping. I had to go in the spirit to get that. Wherefore, in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered, and this is the next verse I wanted to, to underline or note, um, for in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Glory to God. Now let's quickly also read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 and 16 for support. Okay? Hebrews chapter 4, reading from verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And this is the verse I wanted to note. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And if you, if you are inclined to, to, to underline or mark your Bible, you can do that with those words. That he was in all points in all points tempted like as we are. Those words, yet without sin. So again, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So according to the writer of Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, whose mother was Mary, a young virgin from the city of 
Nazareth. Um, the Holy Ghost overshadowed her, and she conceived and gave birth to a man child. Hallelujah, glory to God. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost was his father, he was the son of God. And um, according to the writer of Hebrews, this same man child, hallelujah, glory to God, took upon himself the, um, the form of the seed of Abraham and was subjected to everything that um, the other children of Abraham who were not born from the Holy Ghost were subjected to. Now, at first, uh, we would begin to think, we would begin to think that in order for you to be subjected to um, all the debilitation of sin, you had to have been born directly out of Abraham. Um, let, let me go back from before Abraham, Adam, from Adam Lawrence. So at first, uh, we, would, we would think, we would think that Jesus Christ, when he walked on the earth, he was not subjected to temptation and the wiles of the enemy, like as we are, because um, my lesson last week was about the flesh. And I told you that um, the flesh, what the Bible calls the flesh in the text that I read, um, the text that I read last week, the flesh was not originally with man when man was originally created and 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 walk with God and talk with God in the garden in the cool of the day. I told you last week that that element of man's being of mankind, which now define us as human beings. He sort of took us from that high level where God called us man and brought us down, plunged us into a, a depth um, of sin, subjected to death and dying and diseases and all that. And now no, no, the term referred to, to the race as human being as opposed to man. I told you that with that emergence, the, what, what the Bible calls the flesh came into came into being. I told her that what the Bible called the flesh in these in this in the scripture that I read last night and last week and other scriptures, that that part that was not originally with man. Man had to have sinned, man had to have eaten, but God told him not to eat in order for that part of his being to be developed. The flesh, flesh was not originally with man. After he ate that particular fruit that he was told not to eat, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, in ingesting and digesting that fruit, it formed and developed a different sector in his being that the Bible called the flesh. I'm just repeating myself over and over because I want you to, to get it. I, I want to make certain that whoever is listening to me can we're not face to face where you could put up your hand and ask me a question. You can still do it, you could, but you're going to have to speak to let me know you want to say something. Um, so because of that, because the flesh was not originally with man, flesh is a product of man's sinning, and Jesus Christ never sinned. So at, by default or by first thought, we would say, okay, since Jesus never sinned, then this flesh thing that the Bible is talking about does not pertain to Jesus. 
we would probably think it applies to everybody else who is born out of Adam because we are born under that condemnation. But Jesus wasn't born under any condemnation, so Jesus doesn't, did not have that. Jesus did not have that factor. I don't know if anybody has thought that. That's what I originally thought. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell the Holy Ghost, Tommy, that if Jesus had not participated in every aspect of where I am, because he came to save me from where I am. So if he didn't participate in every aspect of my condition and my situation and my place of being, he would not have understood what it takes to save me. I don't know if anyone or underlying um, last week and week before remember that I gave you a personal um, analogy aspect as to what the Lord used to get me to understand some of the stuff that he does in the spirit. That when I was when I was studying, I'm gonna repeat it just for those women that have heard, when I was studying to be a psychotherapist, to be a counselor, the Lord allowed me and two separate accounts to experience depression, the state of depression. Um in fact I was not actually depressed from anything that was happening to me, but I felt what People who go through depression feel. I, 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 so now when somebody comes to me and says, I feel so and so, they don't even have to end their sentence, and I don't struggle to understand where they're at. I know where they're at because I was there myself. The Lord took me there, explained it to me, and took me back out. So I understand. Um, I'm, I'm able then when somebody comes to me looking for help, I'm able to help them, not only because of academic knowledge, but because of experiential knowledge. I experience yes. I know you're saying. I know what you're feeling. And Amen. so I can easily yes. um, identify with that person and, 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 right. and easily hold their hand and easily help them to walk out of what they're in. There was one one young lady was brought to me a few years ago um, for counseling, and uh, I, it took it took me five years for her to actually speak to me. So for five years, for five years, whenever we we spoke, I did all the speaking, and she said nothing. That was how that was how lost she was in her in her in depression. That was how far removed from human habitation and communication she was in her mind and in her spirit. Um after she um after she started to to speak um to me, she she said to me one day, she said, You know you're not the first counselor that I've had I said, okay, <laughs> that, that, what do you mean if I'm not the first, so why did you end up with me? And he, she said that um, the more counsel I got before um, they brought you to me was the more I felt like killing myself. And so but she said, but, but then she said, but you are crazy. And I said, I said aren't you glad that I am crazy? I feel lucky that I am crazy because if I was not crazy, I couldn't understand you. And so because I have that experience of where the human mind goes or where the enemy is able to drag the human mind, then I, I am effective if God does send somebody to me to, to, to be counseled. Um, I'm effective because he's asked me to experience what the people are experiencing, but I'm also effective because I, I like to stay quiet and let the Lord counsel his people. He knows. He knows all people. 
happening. So I know how to stay quiet and let the Lord speak. So it's the same thing with us and Jesus. Jesus, by the work of the Spirit, just like how I have to stay quiet and let the Lord do what he does with um, the folks who come to me for counseling, Jesus um, is able by the Spirit to feel everything that I feel. Not because he sinned himself and not because he subscribed to sin, but because in the working of the Spirit of God, God is able to pick us up and put us in any realm he wants to put us. And we will stay in that realm until we learn whatever it is or experience whatever it is that he wants us to experience. Then he will take us back out again. As such, we are not escaped by it. There's no scar. There's no permanent damage because we were put there by God and taken back out. That was Job's situation. If you want to see to what depth God will allow that to happen, you can read Job. You can read the life of Job. He was put into suffering, and when everything was over by what the Lord wanted to accomplish, he took Job back out again. Um, um, glory to God. So Job wasn't in there because he sinned, or Job wasn't there because God was punishing him for anything. Um, he was put there by God um, for a specific purpose. If you, if you want to get a little more example about how God does that with us in order to do what he, God, is doing um, on the earth, you can, read, you can read the life of Daniel. You can read the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, those, those four young princes, they were carried off into uh, Babylonian captivity, not because, and the Bible says this plain straight, not because they were in violation of God like the rest of the nation. That's why they were carried. The rest of the nation were in violation. And so God says, we're going to let this king come from the north. They thought God was joking. Uh, what king could come from north? There's no north. <laughs> but, but Nebuchadnezzar came from down south, went past them, went up north, and came back down on top of them so that they couldn't escape. Um, but Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were carried away to not because they were in violation of the laws of God and, and not because they didn't have a right relationship with God, but God allowed them to be taken along with the, with, with the nation because God needed, hallelujah, glory to God, God needed somebody in Babylon at the time to bring them back to Israel again. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, they suffered what they suffered, and you know the story of fiery furnace and then lions then and all that. Um, God allowed them, God allowed, God took them, allow them because nobody else could have endured that and that was what was needed to bring the nation back again. So so God will use you. God Amen. will use you in a certain yes. situation, not because you have sinned, not because you're guilty of anything. But you know what I mean, not because you have sinned, right? I'm not saying there's anybody without sin. But not because you have violated God in any way that God is punishing you. God mm-hmm. could possibly be using you. If God is using you to do a deliverance, then trust me, you can have to experience the, the, the people you are delivering, you can have to experience exactly what they are experiencing in order to deliver them. Because right. if you're not they what they're feeling, then you would have no interest in delivering them. That's Glory right. to God. But Jesus Christ came into sin. Jesus Christ was made sin for us. And that's a scripture, so you can look for it yourself. Okay, I don't have time to read all the scriptures, but I'll, I'll repeat them and you look for them on your own study time. I'm forcing you to go study. Okay, so Jesus Christ became sin for us. 
he didn't commit sin. He, he became sin. So when the Lord allowed me to experience depression, um, it was the same process. I became depression so that I can understand. Daniel, Sarah, and, me, and, uh, and Abednego, they became captured. They became slaves so that they can understand um, the urgency of deliverance and glory to God. Job um, um, became suffering so that um, he could um, write what was written about him so that when anyone us coming after him, read, read what he went through and, and the whole process, then we can come out. So you, what we should learn from this is, according to the working of the Spirit and according to God, God can put you into any situation he wants to put you in, let you experience exactly what is going on in that situation, and when his will and his purpose is fulfilled, he will take you back out again. So Amen. many times, many times we might look at somebody's life and their life don't look, look like it has any sense at all. And we might even begin to judge and say, that person must have done something wrong. How come these so sick? How come these so um, dilapidated? How come these so poor? And he prays to God all the time. Even sometimes the folks who are happening to they don't have proper knowledge or they, get, they might get weary. They say, oh, God, I pay my tithes and my office. I go to church all the time. That was Job's argument, right? Didn't Job say all those things? He says, I don't mess around with the young sisters. I, 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 I look after the widows. I give people jobs. What's this, right? So we too, and even his friends, right? They are miserable comforters. But they looked at Job and he says, but this man can't be righteous. How could you be righteous and all these things happening to you? So it's the same thing. We, we must not look at folks and judge them like that because it could be that God is doing something with your life. I know that. So when we sin and stray away from God, we get messed up too. But not everybody who look messed up is really messed up. They might just look messed up, but they're not really messed up. They're actually in the will of God. Uh, Job looked messed up, but he was not messed up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, and Lion, dead, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Cyrus, they looked messed up, but they were not messed up. They only looked that way because God had put them through that process for the purpose of delivering somebody else. So Jesus now... He became sin for us for the purpose of delivering us, or according to the scriptures, bringing many sons um, into the kingdom. So, so the question could be asked, how does God do that? Now, really and truly, it doesn't matter to me how God does it. <laughs> um, if, if the question comes up on your mind, how does God do that? How could God allow Jesus to become sin or allow Jesus to experience um, the, 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 the depth or the torture or the pain or the debilitation of sin without him sinning? Then you can, you can do that as a personal pursuit of God. And I'm certain if it's all that important to you and you're pressing with God um, enough, he will tell you, um, glory to God. But for the purpose of, of this study, it doesn't really matter how God does it. Um, you just have to know that he does, he does those things. And so if you find yourself in a certain place at a certain time and um, it looks out of context with your testimony as a child of God, then you could go to God and say, what is happening here? What is your position in this? Now, now, why am I suffering this? 
not not that it's never a why. The why is because the why is the same for everybody. You're a child of God, and it is it is true. You who God does His business on earth, and the, and there's time when suffering and all that stuff is necessary to be to be to be done to be manifested. So He will do it through you. So it's never ever why. It's always what is it that you're doing? What is it that you want me to know at this time? And what is it do you have for me to do in this particular situation? And I think you could ask me that how long, I, how long is it going to last? You could ask him that if you want to, but again, it doesn't matter if you ask him how long it's going to last. It's going to last how long it's going to last. But in developing a real talking relationship with God and understanding God, then you have to understand that sometimes some things will happen to you that make it appear as if you are out of the will and context of God, um, but you are not. I'm certain when Jesus was on the earth, it looked like he was abandoned by God. It looked like he was out of the will and context of God, um, but never ever was it so. Jesus was always in the will of God. So he became sin for us, um, but that he could suffer like us, so that he could understand us when we're going through our situations here and that he could lead us through it and that he could give us the victory like how Job received um, the victory. So in short, I said all that to explain to you that although Jesus did not sin, for him to have accomplished salvation for us, it had to be as, as if he did and God put that on him. So if we have a flesh to contend with, this is a capsule. And I hope I prove it from what I said just now. If we have the flesh to contend with, so did Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus also contended with what the Bible calls the flesh. Okay? So that's what, that's what it just says in, in, in Hebrews. He partook of it. He partake of it. So partake, you could say, um, like he said, you know, you sit down to eat a meal, you partake, you eat of what is on the table, um, you shared in. He says, Hebrews 2, verse 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Now listen, listen to the language here. The Bible language is so specific. We are partakers, you see? Partakers, Jesus, though, took part. Jesus is not a partaker. Partaker means you actually ate the thing. You actually ate the food. says here, took part means you took responsibility for the food being eaten. So not necessarily like you ate the food, but you took responsibility for it. And so whatever consequence is going to come out of that, it's not actually the person who ate the food is going to pay the consequence. It is you who took part. So um, if I am condemned to die because I commit a, a murder, a crime, say, say, say I'm, I murdered somebody and I'm caught and I'm found guilty, and on the last day when the judge is to pronounce a sentence, the judge says, does anybody have anything to say before I sentence this person? And Minister Burton, you stand up in court and says, I will take the place of my sister. And the judge agreed, 
and the and the and the punishment is capitalization, then you, Minister Burton, would be the one capitalized, not me. You did not partake of the crime, but you took part. And because you took part, it is no longer the partaker now that is being punished. It is the person who took part. You take full responsibility. And so I would be set free. They couldn't send me to jail or anything because you took part. You take my part. So you, you, you would be um, sentenced to death, and I would walk free, although I'm the one that does the crime. I'm the one that did the crime. The one. So that's the same thing with us and Jesus. We are partakers, but Jesus took part. And because he took part of the same, whatever it is that we flesh and blood people get involved in, Jesus took part in that. So he died because he took part. But having died because he took part, now whenever we are tempted on the earth to do anything that would make us guilty of death, we can go to Jesus and he knows how to deliver us, how he knows how to succor us, um, is, is, is the King James, is the King James word. And so that we can stay reconciled to God. Now, if Jesus did not take part in the, the, the stuff that, the sin, the sin and everything that made us guilty of death, then he could not mediate for us. He could not be the propitiation for our sins. He could not mediate, and he could not intercede. He could not take our place, and then we could not be saved, because only Jesus could do that. But because he took part, then he understands. He understands our weaknesses. He understands our insufficiencies, and he just simply says, look, I'll pay the price. I'll, I'll take her place. Set her free, and um, let her go free. I, I will take her place. So Jesus then, in order for him to feel what I feel, to the point where he can say, I'll take her place, then he had to be comprised of everything that I am comprised with. So thus, Jesus took part in what the Bible called, in what the Bible called the flesh. And um, not because of his sins, not because of his shortcomings, he had none, but because of mine. Um, through the realm of the Spirit, he took took all that was upon me and put it upon himself. And then he he died because of because of that. And then because of that I am set free. I can go home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I don't owe the enemy anything and he, he might hold something to my charge, but me knowing my rights and me knowing what Jesus did for me um, and then I don't have to pay him any attention. I could just tell him to get lost. Um, because he, he does fight unfair and he does fight dirty. So he might um, try to say, let me pay. Although Jesus Christ already paid. But I know Jesus already paid. So I can say, look, I don't owe you anything. Don't talk to me. Get lost. So I'm going to read um, Romans 5, verse um, 10. My sister, she, she, um, she just told me that scripture. So let me read Romans 5, verse 10. Let me read a little bit for, for context. Um, from verse 7. It says, for scarcely, that's Romans 5, verse 7. It says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, 
See, we weren't righteous, right? And even we were righteous. Who's going to die for you if you're righteous? Yet per adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also join in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received atonement. So let not the enemy lay anything to your charge. Let not your conscience, let not the flesh, let not the world, let not people who don't understand what you might be going through that um, the Lord is with you. Um, go to God because um, we are reconciled to God by the death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And because we are reconciled, then we are saved by his life. Because he lives, then we live also. Glory to God. So I'm going to read also Romans 8, verse 13. Um, and all the scriptures that I read here, remember what I said in the beginning, it applies to every single human being on the earth. Nobody is exempt from from these texts. Now, um, glory to God. If, for if Jesus Christ was born of the Holy Ghost and, and of the Spirit of God, not through Adam and he was not exempt, then nobody is exempt from this, okay? Glory to God. He didn't commit any crime of his own, but he was not exempt. He partook of flesh and blood just like we. Hallelujah, glory to God. So there's no self-justification here. There is no exception to this rule. We uh, were condemned to die because we were found with this element in us, the product of disobeying God, the product of sin that is called the flesh. I told you last week, the flesh is not your hand and your feet and your head. is not your physical body, although your physical body is made of flesh. Um, it is not your physical body, but it is that system. It's a system of government that is established in our hearts with the propensity to sin and disobey God. He will place it there to anchor us in the kingdom of darkness. But we see where the Lord placed his spirit also, put his spirit in direct just a position to the flesh so that we have an advantage because if the Lord had not put his spirit in us along with the, the, the result of eating what we shouldn't have eaten, partaking of what we shouldn't have uh, partaken of, um, then we would have no hope. So God did this great, wonderful thing for us to put his spirit right in um, opposition to the flesh in us so that we have a level playing field. However, saying that you have to decide and you have to choose who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the flesh? Hallelujah. You're not going to get rid of the flesh as long as we're in this body on this earth, okay? It's going to stay until Jesus Christ redeems us from this body. So are you going to listen to the flesh, or are you going to listen to the Spirit of God? So Romans 8, verse 13 says, For if ye live after the flesh, 
ye shall die. So I think God don't hide anything. He let us know plain straight the result of what is going to happen according to what type of man you decide to be. Glory to God. If you live after the flesh, then you're a human being and you won't die. All human beings die. If you don't want to die, you have to become a man again. But if you through the spirit do modify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So that's the difference between a human being and a man. The first half of this text, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. That is the designation of human beings. The next half of the verse says, but if ye through the spirit, and spirit is a capital S, it is not your your individual spirit is actually the spirit of God. It's the spirit of Jesus Christ. Your individual spirit cannot stand up against the flesh. It takes the spirit of Christ to do that. Your individual spirit does not have enough knowledge or maturity or wherewithal. The flesh does have more experience. Hallelujah. Go to God in the spiritual realm than your individual spirit. Because your individual spirit simply grow with you as long as, 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 as you grow in the Lord. Um, glory to God. And, and But the flesh has been, been here from the Garden of Eden. So he has a bit more experience on the spiritual realm than you as an individual. So that is why the Lord um, himself will wrestle the flesh for you rather than giving you that job to do all by yourself, which you wouldn't win. So if you, through the Spirit, capital S Spirit, that's the Spirit of God, that's not your individual spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, it shall live. So by the Spirit of God, you could say to your hands, hands, you're not going to do that. You know, you have a little person, I command my hands to praise the Lord. Yeah, you do that it. By the Spirit of God in you, you say, hands, you're not going to participate in that. Um, feet, you're not going to go there. Mouth, you're not going to say that. And um, through the Spirit of God in you, they, should, they, they, they will obey you. They have to obey you because you're in charge and you're enlisting the Spirit. And if you do that, you shall, you shall not die. Ephesians 5, verse 30, and not die doesn't mean that you might never, ever, ever, um, life might never, ever leave this physical body of yours. I mean, there you have Christ tarry long enough. Oh, yeah, you're gonna, that's, that's going to happen. They die there. You shall die there. It doesn't mean your physical death. It's spirit. I say, all this what I'm telling you is in the realm of the spirit. So I'm not talking physical death here. Um, I'm talking spiritual death. I mean, it means you have no, no part with Jesus Christ. Or you don't have a talking relationship with God the Father. And, 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 and your, your treasures are not in the heavens. That's what I mean by dying. That you're walking in darkness. You're not walking in the light. It means you're away from life. God is life. So that means you're in the region of death. Okay? I'm not talking physical death. Everything I'm saying here is in the realm of the spirit. So Ephesians 5 verse 30 says, For we are men members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Ephesians 5, verse 30, um, my time is almost up, so I'm not going to take the time to read the text for you um, beyond the verse that I wanted to, but when you go to read it by yourself, please read it in context. And since I've been reading here and speaking, um, you should know what I mean by in context. I mean read about four verses above it and four verses below it to see the setting, to see who's talking and to see what was really the, the, the general argument going on why those words were said, right? So you use in context to make sure you get the right context, okay? Because no verse in the Bible really stands all by itself. So take it in context and you won't miss it or misunderstand. But Ephesians 5 verse 30 says, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. So the we here 
is what I call man in these studies, right? Not a human being. This really doesn't apply to human beings. They're still dead in trespasses and in sins, right? So it doesn't apply to them. We who are saved, who are born again, who are sons of God, who are the brethren of Jesus Christ, as we call us brethren in the book of Hebrews, he says he's not ashamed to call us brethren. He says, that's great. Jesus called me his brother. So we who are members of his body, members of the body of Christ, members of the church, we are saved. We're sanctified. We are holy. We are subscribing to the spirit and we are denying the flesh. We are mortifying the deeds of our members. We don't give our bodies over to unrighteousness. We don't use our minds to think thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. We think whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are good report, the things that are full of virtue and praise. Those are the things we occupy our mind with. We don't put any evil thing before our eye. We don't cast in our lot. We wish people and bloody people, we have decided, we have made a conscious decision that we are going to honor God with our life and with our body. We, we are the members of his body and of his flesh. Now listen, I want you to take note of this. It says, of his flesh, if there is Jesus, glory to God. And what that, those three little words mean, members of his flesh, it means that in the exact same way that when Jesus walked on the earth, he was subjected and tempted in our point as we are. If we are members of his flesh, glory to God, then we will always have dominion and authority over the flesh. Just like how he always had dominion and authority over the flesh, when he was here, glory to God, we are able, glory to God, if we're in Christ, if we're members of his body, that means we're in Christ. Members of his body and being in Christ mean the same thing. If we are members of his body, the flesh has no dominion over us. So it resides in us. So it resides in our heart. It doesn't have any dominion because we're not acting um, by the flesh like a person who's outside of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are conscious of the flesh as Christ was conscious of the flesh. So the flesh could work its wiles and carry on all what it, what it, what it carries on, but we, it will never overcome us because we are not subjected to the flesh as of a member of Adam's fallen race. We, the flesh is just abiding in us as members of the body of Christ, as two completely worlds apart. Um, you look, we all look like the same person. One head, two hands, two feet, one body walking around, but you are a completely different person from when you were born. The Bible says, any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So I might have one head, two hands, two feet, look like a normal human being walking around, but I am not a normal human being walking around. I am the Son of God, glory to God, and my entire yeah. worship, I have. I, I have everything like what anybody else has, but my internal workings are completely different. I respond to the flesh in a completely different way. I, I respond to the temptations and the world and the world of the devil in a completely different way. That is why I cannot understand why Christian people cannot be identified differently from non-Christian people because, because our working, our mindset, our, our evaluation of the world is completely worlds apart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we should not have the same desires, the same ambitions, the same taste. We should not have the same responses. We're completely different. Glory to God. And that's what the Bible says. 
that the apostles, when they started to preach the doctrine of Jesus Christ, they turned the world upside down. So I can't see how upside down is the same, is, is the same, have the same reaction and, and the same output. Hallelujah, glory to God, because you're, you're completely opposite now. Hallelujah, glory to God. And the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 30, that we're members of his bones. So that means whatever was in the bone of Jesus Christ, that's what should be in our bones. And I'm going to tell you what was in the bones of Jesus Christ. It was the word of God. It was the spirit of God. That's where in our bones, that's where we make our blood system, our bone marrow. Out of our marrow, blood is made. I have, I have a, good, a good command of this naturally because of Jalan. But in our bone marrow, that we, 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 we produce, we produce, um, as in our bone marrow, we, we produce the, the, our blood system. And the Bible said the life of our flesh is in the blood. So our life is produced in our bones. And so that is why Paul is telling us it's, it's, it's that depth, it's that depth in our being that we have to put the word of God in our bones. Because if it's not coming out of your bones, and Jeremiah said it was like, Fire shut up in his bones. If it's not coming out of your bones, then I am very, very sorry to tell you that um, it's not genuine, it's not real, and eventually you're going to get fed up and quit. So if you want to make sure you don't quit, you have to make certain that just as our Jesus born was filled with nothing but the word of God, which is spirit and life, that's what has to be in your bones, okay? Uh, and, and please don't let your daddy's blood be the only thing in your bones right now. The times are too serious. Get rid of, get rid of the, 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 the biological um, uh, the biological strength and standing and make sure that it is the blood of Jesus that reigns in your bone. Make sure everything that comes out of your bone, it comes out of the spirit of Christ. And um, that is why there are some scriptures who claim that you have power and dominion over sickness and disease and all of that in your body. Uh, glory to God because of the spirit that... The, the blood that comes out of your bone is spirit and life. If, if I continue teaching and simple word ministry, and the Lord allow me to teach a lesson, uh, and it would be after this Oziah thing about the power of knowledge, but if the Lord allow me to teach a lesson about what is in your bones, then I will tell that to you in full detail. Now, Colossians 1 verse 22 says, In the body of his flesh, it's talking about Jesus, in the body of his flesh through death, so I just wanted to let you know that Jesus participated, um, took part with the flesh just like we do, right? Jesus was nonetheless than us. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So I said that just now. I just wanted to give you this scripture so that you know that I'm not... Um, Joshing you, I'm speaking right in the scriptures. Colossians 1 verse 22 says, in the body of his flesh, through death. And I, again, when you go to read it, please read it in context, okay? But I just have time for the one verse because my time is already up. So I'm just reading the one verse. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Just accomplish that. Just accomplish in in his flesh, what is needed to present you. So there's no reason why you sh should not walk around sanctified and holy and blame-free and unreprovable 
in the sight of God. And you don't worry, people say, oh, you're acting holy, holy. I said, Jesus paid for it. Why <laughs> shouldn't I walk in it, okay? I'm not boasting of my own self, but Jesus paid for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm walking in it. Also, verse 22, just skip verse 23 in Colossians 1 and go to 24. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Um, I'm running here. I'm, I'm, I'm running here because I'm out of time. But I'm just going to give you um, a little clause here that I want to. I want you to go read the scriptures by yourself. All right? The second clause. That says, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake. Paul is letting us know that even him, as great as we said he was, and as unblameable as we said he was, and as mighty as he was, yet Paul is telling us that he too, like how Christ, just like how Christ in the body of his flesh through death, you know what he had to do? He too had to walk that pathway. And he walked it and did some stuff. He said, fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ. There are some afflictions that Paul suffered in his body because of the flesh that Jesus did not suffer. And that was Paul's portion to bear because he chose to partake of the flesh business. And so um, the church, the old church, benefited from that. Now, not only Jesus have to take part in, in, in sin and flesh and blood and Paul. But if you're in the same company, if you're members of the body of Christ, you too. So that's what I said. When I get to teach in the next segment about who is God, you need to be able to find yourself in the Bible so that no matter what might come your way, you know that you're in your calling and you know that you're in the grace of God. There are some things that Jesus Christ left undone for you to do. Although you're in this natural body and although the flesh resides in this body, you have some stuff to do to, um, to make certain that in eternity the flesh does not exist. Jesus didn't do everything all by himself. Jesus left some stuff for each and every one of us to fill up. He laid the foundation, and now you have to fill it up. So Paul let you know he was filling up his stuff. Whatever it was that Christ left behind for him to do, um, because of this flesh thing that we have to deal with, he was doing it. And the old church is going to benefit. Every single son of God, every single child of God, every single brethren of Jesus Christ, we have something that Jesus left behind for us to do. And when we do it, that's how the entire church is compacted and put together onto a complete man until we all come to the measure of the fullness of the statue of Christ. Paul did it in his generation. You have to do it in yours. It is all orchestrated by Jesus Christ. That's why it says... Um, Apart from knowing what is man, you're going to need to come to know who you are so that you can know what Christ has left behind exactly for you to fill up. Glory to God. Memorize the scripture and, 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 and attend to it on a regular basis because it is in fulfilling that which Christ leaves behind that you're going to hear well done. 
faithful servant. If you don't get to it, if you live your entire life and don't get to what Christ left behind for you to fill up, you will not hear well done. I'm telling you how to get to heaven. That is my job, not just to tell you what the Bible says. I'm telling you how to get to heaven so that you can go partake of the tree of life, which Adam should have ate in the first place instead of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But nonetheless, nothing is lost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you fill up that which is um, behind of your Christian of Christ, you will get to the tree of life in eternity. Hallelujah. So Colossians 2 verse 11 is the second to last scripture I want to read. And then I'm going to read Hebrews 5 verse 8. And then we're going to close for the night. Okay? Still. So in whom, Colossians 2 verse 11 says, In whom also you are circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Glory to God. Uh, if I was preaching this just about now, I would start over the place, but I'm teaching, so I'm sitting still to tell you this. It says, in whom also, um, that, that, that's in Christ. In whom there is in Christ. So if you're in Christ, you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Not no physical circumcision. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the circumcision of the Spirit of God. And what that circumcision um, did for you and does for every other person, transforming them from human being back into being a man, is put off the body of the sins of the flesh. So that is why the flesh can still be in us, in our bodies, yet it has no dominion over us as Paul says in Romans 6 and Romans 7 and Romans 8, okay? In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So just about now, you should not be hard up for a praise. Glory to God. Unto Jesus Christ because he has come. Hallelujah. And made the flesh ineffective. Hallelujah. In ruling over us. Because the moment that we live after it, we should. So Jesus Christ has come, hallelujah, and given us authority and dominion and power over the flesh. Though it resides, it doesn't matter if it resides in us. It doesn't matter if it, if it resides in our heart. It doesn't have no dominion or influence over us because Jesus Christ, hallelujah, has circumcised, hallelujah, that system, that means circumcising to cut off. Glory to God. So he has peered away and cut away. Hallelujah. And I am not connected to my flesh. It resides in my body, but I'm not connected to my flesh. I'm connected to the Spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. Who lives in me. Hallelujah. And I serve the law of God by that Spirit in me. So in closing, I want to read Romans 5, verse 8, and tell you how you can get there. Okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I bless the Lord. The Lord has given my sister to help me out tonight with the scriptures. So Romans 5 verse 8 says, Though he were a son, that's talking about Jesus, okay? Um, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. All of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Call of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that we are dull of hearing. For when 
for the time you ought to be teachers, you have needed that one teacher again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and I'll become such as a need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belonging to them that are of full age. Even those who, by reason of use, hallelujah, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Glory to God. So we have to use up this knowledge that we're getting. We can't just have it sitting in our head. Head knowledge don't help us anything. We have to get it in our heart and get it in our spirit and let it start to go out through our hands and our feet and our mouth. Let us start living by the word. Glory to God. And obey God in all things, and if we obey God in all things, then we are perfect. Right here on the earth, we will be just like Jesus Christ. Here's and joint here's with Jesus. And First John 4, verse 17, I love that text. It says, as Jesus is, so are we in the earth. Saints of God, God bless you. Hallelujah. Let not the flesh have any dominion over you. It is circumcised, it is peered down, it is cut away. Hallelujah, glory to God. You don't have to obey it in the lust thereof. You can actually walk in the Spirit and live by the grace of God and let your light so shine before men that they will see God in you and follow you to the kingdom of God in the eternal heavens. God bless you. You have a great week studying and um standing in with Christ and doing, obeying what he tells you to do so that you can hear well done when you stand before him and that last day. God bless you. Hope you understood what I tried to say so timely. And um, if I'm going to hand back to Minister Burton, and I will sit here if there are any questions between the Holy Ghost, and I am certain you will get an answer. God bless you. I love you all for listening. Thank you for your audience. Minister Burton? Yes. Amen. Amen. Sorry. God, back to you, ma'am. God, Lord, God, Father God, right now, um, we lift up Elder Jim to you right now, Father God. Everything that she's poured out tonight, Father God, I ask you to pour back to into her now in the name of Jesus. So, God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for, <clears throat> I thank you for giving us tonight, this food tonight. I thank you for it to be a correcting word, a delivering word, and a word that we can hide in our hearts and that we may uh, let it grow with us, Father God reaffirm and reconnect our faith. And I pray this prayer in no other name such as Son's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, El June. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good word. Once again, a good word. I am going to open up the floor real quick for comments about tonight's lesson. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm Ella Genesis Pastor Maureen. I just want to thank you so much again um, for this uh, awesome, awesome, awesome teaching tonight. Uh, each each week that I come and listen, you know, I may sound like a broken record, but each week that I come and listen um, to the the teaching that you bring forth, I just get more and more empowered. I feel like I feel like there's you know a new pep in my step. I feel more empowered. I feel you know that I am on the right track, and I just gotta keep on pushing. 
keep on pressing and I just want to thank you and I pray God's continued blessings upon you uh, my sister I'm sorry I was not at church yesterday I understand that you needed you know uh, some backup but I, I couldn't make it out yesterday uh, but you know I'll make it up to you I'll make it up glory to God and I will continue to pray God's richest blessings upon you and upon your family thank you and thank you to your your loving your lovely sister God's richest blessings upon you thanks yes <laughs> glory to God Praise God. And the line is now open for comments, questions, and feedback. Amen. Thank you, Elder June, for these words. Oh, my. I'm telling you, just the way God uses you and reveals much to you. You know, some of the things you say are so deep. Like I said the last time, I've never heard it brought out like this, and it's deep. And so I want to thank you for these words tonight that you spoke, sitting right here glued to the phone, listening to everything you said, and you bless me. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. God, prophet mom. Amen. I'm sorry, Minister LaShawna. Elijah, I have to say this. You have to be um, spiritually mature in order to sit through, um, you know, so many weeks of this training. I know that, you know, there are folks who have come and they just couldn't handle it. And, you know, they they were not able to continue. But, you know, for the majority, because just, a, you know, just a, a, a handful that have, you know, have fallen off. But for the rest of us, I'm telling you, we have absolutely no excuse, you know, to stay at, you know, a mediocre level anymore. Because we have truly been taught and we've truly, like I said before, we've truly been empowered. And, again, I truly, truly thank you. I thought I knew it all, walking for the Lord all these years. Mm -hmm. Just arrived. I'm learning more and more. Amen. Same, same here. Same here. I'm, you know, like I, I. the 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 um the training that I've gone through, um the studying and and it's like I touch it's like I I didn't touch anything I didn't learn anything. Me too. I feel that way myself. Yeah. Oh. Uh, personally, for me, it put a lot of in perspective, and I realized I wasn't that crazy at all. So that works for me. <laughs> Some things we can go through life, we're like, does it always happen to me? Or, you know, some things, but um, I have to say this, uh, the lessons, I put everything in perspective. So I'm learning every day. Amen. Praise God. The line is now open for comments, questions, and feedback about the lesson. Amen. Hello, June Malcolm. Good night. This is Sister Monica. Monica, I want to thank you for this teaching tonight. You know, I really, I really recommend, I really commend you on each Monday night you come faithful and you teach us. 
And I want to thank you very much for what you're teaching. May God continue to bless you and may you continue to give you the strength and increase your knowledge more so you can help us to have the knowledge that God wants us to have and know the things that God wants us to know. God bless the woman of God. Praise God, Pastor Monica. And, and amen. You know, we have learned so much. Uh, Elder General Malcolm, we thank you. Um, we bless you for blessing us with your presence through these weeks. Amen. And actually, you know, we're learning so much. Um, so, again, we are we are very grateful on this line. So we thank yes. you so much. Um, sometimes you will, you know, the line will be a little quiet because a lot of times we're on mute or we're trying to um, devo- not have distractions going on as you teach. But once again, we really want to say from us <clears throat> on this line, this has been a rich test, a rich um, learning experience for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Now, um, before we even before we close, I'm going to ask right now. Uh, we usually transition. I know we're running a little late on the time, so I'm going to open up the line right now and see if there are any uh, prayer requests right now. Going once again, if call, I'm asking right now, do we have any prayer requests on the line? Amen. 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 So, oh, my goodness. Well, we will close in prayer. So, with that being said, uh, come back tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Jeremiah's Generation, where we have Sister Kamisha from the island of Jamaica. Also, Wednesday mornings, our intercessor, where we're set, intercessor prayer, we stand in a gap. We stand in a gap for our nations and for our country. We stand in a gap for our families and for our loved ones. Again, join us at 714 Eastern Standard Time. Also, on Wednesday night, we have our what? Praise and testimony service. Amen. So, other times, we're asking God for what we need, what we want, what we desire. But this is a time where we give God praise, and that is on Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. Also, on Thursday night, we got Sister Nyoka. She's walking you through the word, line by line, precept upon precept. So, if you like some people, and I'm not including myself in this because I should be included, but if you can make it out on Thursday night and you have looked at your Bible and it's still on Genesis, guess what? You're in love. We're in Je- we are starting back over again in Genesis. Amen. So <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, um, you know, come and join us. We read the – I mean – we are real, truly reading the word line by line, precept upon precept. So join us. Join us once again. And also, Friday night is our flagship service with fire on the wire. So, again, join us on Friday nights at midnight because it's when Paul and Silas prayed. Well, you all know the rest. So join us on Friday nights. Also, on Saturdays, we have <clears throat> Sister Monica Hold a Little with our Saturday Inspirational Hour, 
So if you want your weekends to start off right, please join us off join us at noon on Saturdays. And of course on Sundays we have our Sunday service with Pastor Marie Chen Daly at with at nine PM Eastern Standard Time. And of course on Mondays our new edition, Prophet's Corner with Prophet Bob Proper at noon. So if you are on your lunch break, and that's Eastern Standard Time, by the way, please join us um, today. In the last couple of weeks, we have a lot of our, you know, a lot of people come out on noon. So if you are at lunch and you need something to do besides playing on your phone, dial in. <laughs> dial in, Prophet's Corner. <laughs> but y'all know y'all do that, do it too. Play your games on the phone when you lunch break. Amen. So, and of course, that brings us. Uh, of course, that brings us back to our our um, Monday evening service for Bible study intercessory prayer. So, um, Minister Lashana, before you um, before you go into prayer, if I could ask, um, folks, you still have time. You still have time. I am counting on Simple Words Ministry members. You still have time. I have not, um, we, we have not, the missionaries, we have not received uh, notice, and I'm saying that, and, and I have not checked my mail in the past hour, but we have not received the final um, count as to the balance of what we need to pay for the trip. I've already paid 500 and it's um, I'm either gonna owe um, eighteen eighteen hundred or um, two or or two thousand. It's gonna be two thousand uh, more U.S. or two or, or eighteen hundred U.S. I have raised quite a bit of that so far, but I have not re- raised everything as yet. So, um, Simple Words Ministry members, I am counting on you. Um, for those of you who have already donated to um, to the, the trip, I thank you so much, and I thank you for coming with me to India. You will, you know, you're not able to come in the physical, but you're coming with me in the spirit because you have, you know, you're helping to send me to go to India. Now, for those of you, you been you know you've been waiting to see if um, if I'm gonna need more help um, yes I will amen and so therefore you have the opportunity um, the deadline was on Friday however we have not received noti- notification as yet we're not going to ask for notification because it means it gives us a little bit more time to raise all the funds that we need and so you know um, you know if you're out there and you just want to be a part of what God is doing because I've been believe that this trip will be like no other missions trip that, you know, um, I've taken before. I believe that this is going to be absolutely life-changing, not only for myself, but also for those um, that, you know, that's the, the, the other members of the team, as well as the people that we're going to be ministering to in India and Dubai. So, um, you know, be a part of this, and uh, you can be a part of it by helping to um, to send me. So, and 
and remember, there's nothing that's too small, amen, because every, everything, every little thing helps. Every little thing helps. It adds up, amen. One plus one is equal to two. So I thank you very much for um, your consideration. I thank you for your love. I thank you for sending me to India and Dubai. God bless you. Amen. 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 She beat me to it. So that was the next. That was actually the next announcement. Let's keep our promise too. When you make a promise that you're going to help send Pastor Marine to Dubai, hold to your promise. This message that I preached today. I didn't even know it's a sin against God when you make a pledge or a promise. It's a sin against God if you don't follow with the vow. God bless you. God bless. Amen. Amen. So, uh, again, uh, Pastor Marine has a GoFundMe page or, of course, our PayPal. Yeah, um at this point um I it, PayPal is um is a better choice simply because a um we haven't done that that great that well on GoFundMe um however because I'm in Canada and she is in the United States I'm sending the payment via PayPal. So if you send it via PayPal and make a note that this is for the mission trip, it will go directly um over to her easy easy transfer. Amen. 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 Okay, again, you know our PayPal. If you do not know it, please contact Pastor Marie. And she will actually. Uh oh. Minister to mute that. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Uh, That was my little. I took it off. That was my computer. Amen. Amen. Um, again, if you um if you do not know Pastor Marine's PayPal account, inbox her and she will give you the info to um contribute via PayPal. Again, um y'all know Pastor Marine. She is not she is a servant on this line. And I'm gonna translate this in the dollar cents. She doesn't get paid. This is oh, wow. to be a minister on this line. So um, any effort that she puts out or any of our any people who join in on our line, let us please support them. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's all I'm saying on that note. So, um, so with that being said, are there any other announcements before we vote? Okay. Going once, going twice. Thank you. We always leave it open for announcements. So, with that being said, let us let's prepare. Let's pray. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. You are our Father. You are El Shaddai, and we give you praise. Because there is no one, I mean absolutely no one like you. So we thank you tonight. Once again, Father God, we thank you for night that we could come on one accord and learn the lesson that we learned tonight. And that we can take it and it help us grow us in our faith. Oh God, I just thank you tonight. I lift up, 
I lift up Pastor Marie ten daily up to you, Father God. You see and you know what she is needing, Father God, and I give you praise. I thank you for supplying all her needs according to your riches in heaven. So, God, I thank you for her, for you not only fulfilling the balance that she needs for this trip, oh, Lord, but I also thank you that you provide every opportunity for us to bless her, Father God. You provide every opportunity for her and her husband to even gain the funds needed and extra resources because it's not only funds, Father God, needed for this trip, resources, Father God, because she is doing this work for the kingdom of you, Father God. And right now, Father God, we lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker. You see and you know what's going on, Father God, and we thank you for blessing them and brought Christ ministry and others who are facing through this snowstorm, Father God. Father God, let them, if their houses are cold, let they have heat, O oh Lord. If they do not have food or run out water, provide it for them, O oh Lord. Make sure those who are clothed there are homeless, have shelter, O oh Lord. Those who are needing clothes and coats that they have it, that you'll provide that for them now in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, right now I just got to give you praise, huh? because you are our Abba Father, and you are El Shaddai, and you're Elohim, and I give you praise tonight. Father God, I lift up Elder June Malcolm up to you. You see and you know what's going on right now, and we bless you for the outcome. We thank you for what answering her desires. Father God, we lift up Jalen unto you, Father God. See, we understand that, mm-hmm. oh, we understand by your son's stripes, we know this baby is healed in the name of Jesus. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. I lift up every single member of Simple Words Ministry to you, Father God. You know, you see the desires and the petitions of their hearts, oh, Lord. So, God, I thank you tonight for what you're doing and what you're about to do and what's about to come. So, God, I thank you, Father God. And right now, as we close, Father God, I ask you, to go out before us, Father God. Have your angels, keep your angels in charge of us to keep us in all thy ways. Father God, I thank you for my blessing each and every one of us as we go forth, Father God, to carry on your word, to carry on your work, to do the work in your will. So God, we thank you tonight that everything that was spoken lines up in agreement with him, so it shall produce, that it shall produce your will in this earth tonight, Father God. So, God, I thank you, and I bless you, and I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, God, we thank you tonight. Hallelujah. And bless you tonight because there's no no one like you. We thank you because you sit high and you look low. Also, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your majesty. Yes, everything, everything, everything that is needed. Hallelujah. I bless you and I praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In no other name but your son's name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Minister Lashana, can I um can I say a prayer? Sure. Go ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you once more. I praise you. I glorify your holy name. 
Mighty God of Daniel, as I come before you tonight, I ask, oh God, that you will search me, you will try me, see if there be some wicked ways in me. Lord God, whatever you find that is not pleasing to you, I ask, oh God, for your washing. I ask, oh God, for your cleansing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm asking you, oh God, to purge me with this up tonight. I'm asking, oh God, that you will take all my sins and throw them as far as the east is from the west. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Lord God, tonight, hallelujah, I lift up your servant, oh God. Minister Lashana Burton before you, oh God. I lift up her mother, oh God, before you. Jeanette, before you, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, oh God, that you are still Jehovah Rapha. I thank you, oh God, that you are still the God who heals you. are still the bomb in Gilead. I thank you, God, that you can do anything, hallelujah, but fail. And so even now I ask, oh God, hallelujah, that you will touch Jeanette, oh God, once more from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. And mighty God of Daniel, I believe that you who have began a good thing, you are faithful to complete it to the very end in the name of Jesus. Lord God, tonight I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, oh God, for watching over Minister Lashana, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, for the strength and the peace that you have given unto her in the name of Jesus. And even now, mighty God, I place, oh God, Elder June Malcolm once more on the altar before you. Mighty God of Daniel, I declare and I declare, hallelujah, that because you know the smith who makes the weapons, that no weapons that are formed against her shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I ask you, oh God, to cover her, oh God, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet in the name of Jesus. I thank you, mighty God of Daniel, hallelujah, oh God, that you keep warring angels around her, oh God, to protect her from the wicked adversary in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, we thank you for Jalan once more, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that by your son's stripes he is healed, oh God. I thank you, oh God, for the testimonies, oh God. I thank you, oh God, hallelujah, oh God, for those who will come to know you because of what you've done, hallelujah, for Jalan and for Elder June Malcolm in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mighty God, I bless you tonight, hallelujah. Oh God, even now I lift up before you, oh God, Sister Darlene Littles, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mighty God, I place her, I place her family, oh God, her household on the altar before you in the name of Jesus. And I ask, oh God, for your divine supernatural favor upon them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mighty God of Daniel, I place her business before you tonight. Hallelujah. And I ask, oh God, for your divine favor, oh God. Hallelujah. Mighty God, as you favored Joseph, so I ask, oh God, that you will favor Darlene Littles in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mighty God, each and every person, oh God, hallelujah, that came on the line tonight. God, you know every situation. You know, hallelujah, you know every problem, oh God. You know all the circumstances, hallelujah. Oh God, even from the foundations of the earth. And mighty God, we have the best assurance, oh God, hallelujah. Oh God, that all we need to do is to call upon you and you will hear us and you will answer us in the name of Jesus. I bless you, oh God, and I thank you, Lord God, that no matter what it is, oh 
God, hallelujah. Oh God, we can just place it, hallelujah, at the foot of your son's cross, oh God, hallelujah. And Lord God, we can leave it there knowing, oh God, with you it is well. I thank you, mighty God, hallelujah. I thank you, mighty God of Daniel, hallelujah. Oh God, for every person, oh God, hallelujah. Those, oh God, who didn't make it on the line tonight for whatever the reasons are, oh God. Those who came on tonight, oh God, mighty God, I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah. Oh God, for the lesson, oh God, that was taught to us tonight. I pray, mighty God, that you will hide it, hide it in our hearts, oh God, hallelujah. So when, oh God, we need to remember, oh God, hallelujah, we can draw, oh God, hallelujah, from what we have learned tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Mighty God, we thank you once more for Simple Words Ministry. I thank you for all the ministers, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for all the members, oh God, hallelujah, oh God, that you sent to this ministry, oh God, and even those who are yet to come, mighty God, even now, I thank you, Lord God, for the upcoming, hallelujah, oh God, even on Sunday, oh God, as I have this, this uh, speaking engagement, oh God, mighty God, I'm asking that you'll go before me, oh God, hallelujah, and oh God, prepare the way, oh God, prepare the hearts of the people to receive the word, oh God, hallelujah, that you will deposit into their spirits, oh God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, mighty God of Daniel, we pray, God, hallelujah, for the missions trip, oh God, that's coming up, oh God, hallelujah, mighty God, I thank you for the blood covering, oh God, over each and every mission member, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, I bless you tonight, oh God, hallelujah, for what you're doing in our midst, oh God, so even now, God, we rededicate and we reconsecrate simple words ministry, oh God, into your hands, oh God, hallelujah, once more, Father God, I ask that you will take full control of each and every one of our family members, oh God, we pray for our children, we pray for our spouses, oh God, we pray, oh God, for parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, oh God, hallelujah, we ask, oh God, that you will keep your mighty hands upon them in the name of Jesus Christ, keeping them safe, oh God, keeping them secure, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you once more, oh God, we thank you, hallelujah, for being in our midst, oh God, tonight, in Jesus' precious and mighty name I pray, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, thank you, God. Amen, amen. I agree, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Right now, Father God, I lift up that Marine Jen to you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She has poured out to her heart, Father God. Father God, we lift her up to you right now, Father God. Father God, we are standing in agreement so you can be in agreement, so we can be in agreement, Father God. So, Father God, we are thanking you right now for everything that she has done thus far, everything that she's done with this ministry, Father God. Father God, everything Mm. because it is your servant, your child, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. There's a break right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father God. Oh, yes, Hallelujah. So, God, Lord Jesus, your will is Father God. 
So, God, we are thanking you right now in advance. Oh, Everything we're thanking you. For year, as, as this year starts, Father God, this we will see signs, miracles, and wonders that come through this ministry.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.